Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, everyone, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas, Glenn. And today's episode, it is probably the one episode of the year where we don't do much about money. It's just a recap. It's just a a light episode, you know, the last week of school and work and all that for the year. So, we just wanted to jump on and wish you a very Merry Christmas. And today, we've got some of the team members on the podcast with us. We've got Jess Knaus, who's our kind of producer extraordinaire. Hey, Jess, how are you? Hello, Hello I'm Jess. well. How are you guys? Very well. Awesome. And also Jess Pearson from the Gold Coast. Hey, Jess. Hello, Hello how's Jess. it going? Good. Thanks for coming. So, Jess does all our marketing and comms. She's your contact point when you, you know, order one of our new journals or anything like that. I'm so, your girl. she's your gal. Now, I wanted to just start off the episode with a bit of I don't know, a bit of housekeeping and just tell you what we're going to cover today. Uh, We will do some housekeeping and what's going on with the podcast. We're going to share the census results and apologies that I haven't got that to you sooner, but I just thought we could chat about it today. And then we're going to read a heap of stuff from the My Millennial Money Facebook group about some of the wins that uh, you've had from the year. And if we don't read yours, we still love you. Like there was so many in there. Uh, But we've all got, I've printed out a page. Everyone's got a handful that we can kind of cherry pick, which we will. And then we can just kind of, I don't know, call it a a year. Put a line through it, can't we? I was going to say it's a fun episode, but they're all fun. They're all fun, John. We have fun doing this. Now, what were some of your highlights or was there one highlight of your year, John? Well, uh, survived, I suppose, is one. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, from a personal perspective, getting through... COVID when we're bunkered down with five in the house and a dog was, um, I think, a good good outcome. Business-wise, definitely launching the online academy, Uh, although it was last year, I think we didn't know COVID was coming, uh, but thank God the academy was there. Yeah. And just for those who have, you know, just dialed in today, what is that academy? So, the online academy is focused on basically the property moguls that want to buy their first property or... Um, continue on their investing journey and and basically the ins and outs of how to buy property and yeah, um, yeah. everything else, so the, the foundations that you need before you even start looking. Yeah, great, mm. great. JK, mm. Jess Knauss, we call JK, JK, we call Jess Knauss JK in the team and Jess Pearson JP. <laughs> Sometimes we call Jess Knauss JP by accident. We do, don't we? <laughs> by we, I mean Glenn. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jess, did you have any highlights of the year? I did. I think I was really excited to see gigs start again because I'm yeah. a muso and yeah. I know there are a lot of musos that listen who uh, spent a good chunk of the year just not playing live music, not going out, not doing what they're used to doing. So, it's nice to see that opening up again and being able to play in front of people and play with other musicians and the same for people in hospo as well, like restaurants and cafes opening up and a little bit of normal life returning. I think mm. that's a nice nice vibe. And did someone get a pre-approval for their first home? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. So congratulations. Well so now we can actually go shopping. Yeah. yeah. Fun, but which is fun and yeah. scary. Don't know what I'm doing, but we'll figure it out as we go. Love it. But lots of lessons awesome. to come, I'm sure. Yeah. JP, any highlights of the year for you? I have a couple of highlights. Um, first and foremost, I probably have to acknowledge that I joined the team here. So. Yeah. I think I might be in trouble if I didn't say that oh. as a highlight. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, I'm also a bit of a muso, maybe not as talented as, as Jess with all of her not finger true. skills, playing the keys and skills. singing. But um, yeah, I got to record a little song and do a little music video for it. So that was that was definitely a highlight for me. Got to do some little renovations on my unit so that was fun did them really really cheap Mm. which um always gets me going with all the deals so 
Very exciting. Beautiful. Love it. Now, I guess a highlight for me was a couple of things. It really was seeing the community grow. Like all you out there who are listening, it's just so heartwarming to see your testimonies and stories. And, you know, I'm not your guru, but I'm here to facilitate a conversation to keep us all plugged in and encouraged with our money. And it's just so amazing when, you know, you you might be sitting at a cafe and one of you comes up to me and says hi and it's happened to John as well. And it's just really, I don't know, it's, you feel a bit blessed that you've able to help so many people. Yeah. So that was a big highlight for me, just really seeing my millennial money grow and obviously launch, uh, like at the start of the year, we launched my millennial career, which, you know, after the first year, they got in the finals of the top five business podcasts in Australia. Awesome. Woo-hoo. So that was awesome. We turned my millennial property up a notch with John and Emily Wallace. How, how did we turn it up, up a notch? We got rid of me. <laughs> uh, off. Yeah, I left that podcast. Uh, I started uh, My Millennial Business and that's been really fun as well. And we're going to do more of that in the new year. In April, we did a bit of a spin-off project uh, with Hannah, who's a doctor. The podcast called You to You, You to Me, You to Us. Uh, and that was, you know, that's been hugely popular and we'll probably turn that up a notch next year as well. Uh, we launch, well, we are launching in January, My Millennial Health uh, with Chloe McLeod and Jess Spenlove. So that's going to be really, you know, a value add for the community. So we're doing a lot uh, and that's just, it's all a highlight for me. Like I get to work with awesome people and I get to hang out with all of you listening in the Facebook group and on Instagram. Uh, We did a heap of live events this year. That was so fun. Uh, So, yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody for their constant support if you purchased the glenn james spending plan thank you so much if you purchased glenn's night school or the glenn's investing night school thank you so much like it really does help what we're doing here Uh, if you purchased any of john's products awesome so i just want to thank everybody for listening and also all of our advice partners and mortgage brokers around australia thank you for helping all of our listeners and there's been so many of you who have gone to one of our mortgage brokers or one of our advisors who are on our trusted panel and actually been looked after. So Yeah, good think, feedback. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I'm giving a eulogy of my yeah, life. It <laughs> sounds good. Hey, yeah. how's, um, last week I was doing a clarity call with a guy who's in the mines Yeah, and drives one of those massive big trucks with the big wheels that oh, you can stand in. Can he take me on one? Yeah, I'm sure he could. But he said, oh, I listen to all my podcasts um, yeah, while I'm in this truck. That's so, cool. You know, when we talk about, oh, if you're driving a truck, yeah, or, yeah that's him. Yeah. Mm. Well, so. awesome. And also thanks to Nath Robbo, who's in our studio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he edits everything. Um, the engine room. The engine room. Uh, he's had, he started with My Millennial Money this year. So he's had a baptism of fire within a <laughs> furnace. Sure he has. He won an award the other night at the. <laughs> The team Christmas, Christmas party and the award was I was late to my performance review but still kept my job award. <laughs> so, we have a lot of fun well here done, because nice. it is a workplace as well but more first and foremost, we're a community to help our listeners and um, mm. a- and everyone else. So, thank you. And if you are new to the podcast, it's probably the worst episode to listen to because you won't get much uh, in terms of money gold but maybe some encouragement when we read out some of the things. So, I guess that's all in terms of the the shout outs in terms of the, our team and also thanks to Asha for doing the voiceover stuff throughout the year. Mm. Uh, Asha, Dirty Mike and myself, we did start a podcast called Tire Kickers where we just sit around and talk about used cars. So we're going to do some more of that next year. So thanks for your support there. So moving into the M3 census, we had about 15% of you in the Facebook group uh, complete this. So we had a really good sample size and I'm just going to go through some of the results here. We asked what your favorite ice cream flavor was from the list that we had. And number one at 22.8% was cookies and cream. Oh, what a winner. Number two at 18.3% was cookie dough. Mm. Number three at 16% was chalk mint. That's wild. Yeah, wild. And then it went on um, chocolate, boysenberry, caramel, vanilla, strawberry. Quite an array there. And 1.5% of you don't like ice cream. So, What? 
We didn't have peanut butter and chocolate. No, as I, I, I was a bit basic with my. Uh, that so was next my bad. Year. Yeah, next year. Next, next, year. next year's census, I'll let uh, getting Jess on ice cream yeah. flavors. Yeah. <laughs> so many options, isn't yeah. there? When you go into a shop, what's oh. your favorite, John? Well, I'm very boring. I'm vanilla. Yeah, yeah okay. classic though. Not but then surprised. cookies and cream is second, definitely. <laughs> yeah, cookies yeah. and cream is up there. Yeah, yeah. I sure. love tonight dough. It's Jimmy oh, Fallon's on the, ice um, cream. Ooh, ben yeah, it's Ben and Jerry's. Mm. It's really good. Mm. And the ideal length of the podcast for you, sixty-one percent of you said forty-five minutes to one hour. Right. Mm. So thirty-five percent said under forty-five minutes. So is is that generalizing saying? podcasting, that's how long I like to listen for? Or well, I that- think you could mm. deduce that because, yeah. you know, they're listeners of our show mm. and, you know, and that's why like next year we're really going to try and keep the podcast around that 45 minutes or less. Mm. Punchy. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the show for next year. How often do you listen to My Millennial Money? 40% said ad hoc or I just listen to topics that are of interest. 38% of you said you listen every week. So, thank you to the 38%. 18 said at least once a month. And I'm not, you know, if you're calculating to 100, I'm obviously not reading every response. I'm just. <laughs> Overall, how would you rate the My Millennial Money podcast? We had an average of 8.4 out of 10, which it's is all right. pretty good. Mm. Like you, you literally can't please everybody. And I can't, I can't please the 0.1% that gave us uh, one out of 10. Uh, <laughs> but maybe they're in the Facebook group and they don't listen to the podcast. Um, They're like, why am I in this Facebook group? <laughs> yeah. So, 23% said 10 out of 10, 20% said 9 out of 10, 36% said 8 out of 10. So Some good reviews. Yeah. So, uh, like, that's, that's good. How long have you been a listener? Uh, 48% said about 12 months. Cool. So, thanks to everybody who's just joined us. Hey, guys. 25% said about six months. Uh, 12% said since the start in April 18. Wow. Hey. How that? The alumni. Uh, realistically, yeah. it's it's probably the life cycle of a listener is probably only 18 months mm. because I, I've listened to podcasts and then you don't listen for ages and then you might jump back yeah, in. Yeah, go through phases so, of it. And- yeah, so if, you just, if you're about done, thanks for being with us. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for hanging around. <laughs> your, t- your time's up. 12%, that's yeah. awesome. Get out so, of here. there you go. What are your top five money issues, goals or interest points mm. at this point of time? 67% said investing in a share portfolio. Mm. So, we will do more around that investing piece next year. We might do some more investing night schools, Yeah, uh, which are, they were really fun. And the Glenn's investing night school that we did, we got a 9.5% star rating out of 10 or something like that, or nine. And the feedback, yeah. Like overall, like they were the highest things we've ever done. And this is it as well. Like we charge for that night school. And if you're paying for something, you'll get 120% of it. Totally. So. Whereas normally on the podcast, we get what? 60? 60 what? Percent? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. A bit less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we just know investing is such a big yeah, topic that's right. that people want to hear um, about. Number two, buying your first home to live in at, you know, 50% of you. Actually, you could select many. So, the percentages don't mean anything actually. Number three, wanting to increase my income. And that was a big thing why we kind of started my millennial career to really just hone in on that um, that stuff. Yeah. Number four, buying an investment property. And again, that's why we've really got my millennial property with John and Emily handling that and John's online course about share investing. And a lot of you who reach out who want to speak to an advisor to buy- Property f- investing. So, did I say share? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Mm. I could talk about shares, but I don't really know enough about it. No. (laughs) The online course that John does, I'll often refer you to that if you write in and say, I want to buy an investment property or I want to get started on the property vibe because for a few hundred dollars, you can really spend some hours of just absorbing some information from that course. So, And then number five, getting my cash flow and spending plan nailed. So, Number one, investing in a share portfolio. Number two, buying a first home to live in. Number three, wanting to increase my income. Number four, buying an investment property. And number five, getting your cash flow and spending plan nailed. All good things. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, Main work situation, 73% of you work full-time. Amazing. Uh, 13% of you study. So, that's awesome. Uh, 11% are part-time, just under 10% are casual and- 
just under 10% are self-employed. So you could only choose one there, could you, by the look of that? Yeah, Yeah. because there was some like I'm between jobs, disability pension, retired, um, you know, full-time parent. There was, yeah, 1.8% full-time parents. So Some people might be side hustling too, working full-time, doing the bit on the side as well. Totally. So that uh, self-employed is low. I thought it might be a bit high. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. And that's why I did My Millennial Business because there's a lot of people who aren't self-employed that want to be. Want to be, yeah. So that's why that the podcast hustle. is there. Mm. Yeah, or potentially they would have selected that they have a full-time or part-time job already yeah. and they have a, a business that they're trying to ramp up to. Yeah, totally. When I, when you start talking, I look at Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Do we sound I, the I same? I you got the same voice. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, uh, mate. <laughs> Got to keep on. We're on a time budget. We've got to get Jess to the airport to fly back to the Gold Coast. Um, How would you rate your own financial literacy? There was an average of 6.7 out of 10. Mm. So, a bit of a bell curve going up around that seven. Uh, What is your gender? 73% female, 26% male. Wow. And 0.3% of you are non-binary. What is your income? So, this year I did what is your income? What is the household income? Um, and I didn't let you do a free text box because it was a bloody nightmare because some of you were like 55K and then others were like 55 and then others were like 55000. <laughs> so it was just like a nightmare. Uh, so, we've got some ranges here uh, and it's pretty balanced. And that's why, you know, please chill out on your hate when you say, oh, why are you talking like everyone earns $70,000 when I earn $20,000? Like we're trying to please everybody when doing mm. this podcast. So 20% of you earn up to $55,000. Uh, 17% earn between eighty six and hundred k mm. uh, 12% around that fifty-six to 65K. Uh, 12% around the 76 to 85K. And I'll just go down to the... The big one, yeah, one point eight percent over two hundred. So we do have a big range, you know, eleven yeah, percent uh, between one hundred and one twenty. So yeah, so please give us grace that you know the majority of our listeners earn well over the fifty five k. Yeah, and you might not be there right now, but you will be one day. So I still want you to learn and not get offended when we're talking about yeah. earning sixty k a year. Mm. So thank you for that, everyone. Okay, this is interesting. What is your household income, including super? 18%, 150 to 200K. And this is crazy. 15% said over 200K. Wow. Yeah. Another 15% said between 120 and 150. 11% said 100 to 120. And there's only really 10% that's a household income of zero to 55K. Mm. So again, there's a lot of you out there who have really good household incomes. And we think you're killing it and you can just really, you know, build a, a great life yeah, when you've awesome. got such a high house at income. Have you done this from industry? Nah. No. It's the dance with having it like 28,000 questions. Yeah, sure. And yeah. <laughs> keeping it short. That's, mm. the, that's the problem. Where do you listen to the podcast from? Yeah, 98% is Australia. There's 1% in New Zealand and some rats and mice uh, in USA and around the world. So... Hello, everyone to New Zealand, in New Zealand. How much consumer debt do you have in total? And this blesses me so much. Mm. 71.5% of you said zero. Wow. Amazing. So, So you guys, and that's a testimony. If it's your first episode, sorry that you're listening to this as your first episode, but you might get a bit of a flavor what we're like anyway. Hanging around like attracts like. Mm. So, if you want to have no consumer debt, you're in the right group. Mm. You're listening to the right thing. We'll never encourage you to get a loan. We'll never promote uh, debt products on the podcast. Like we will never, like we are anti-consumer debt, full stop. Totally. 11% under 5K. You know, there's not like 2.7% said over 30K. Um, So on balance, pretty healthy in terms of, you know, around 82.5% have zero or under 5K. So, well done, everyone. Mm. How much cash do you have saved? Uh, 13, and these are all pretty much around the 13, 12% of 5 to 10, 21 to 30, uh, 12% under 5K. There's 10% of you who have 50 grand to 70. Just a big variety. Uh, 4.3% says they've got over 150K saved. 
which is amazing. So again, it just speaks to because we've got this data, if you've only got $3,000 saved and you just finished university, that's awesome. But don't get offended when we're talking about, you know, someone having 20 grand saved because we've actually got the data that our listeners, you, our listeners, are on balance cashed up. So, don't at me. No, you can, whatever. <laughs> How big is your share portfolio? Mm-hmm. Not including superannuation. 30%, 36% said no shares yet. 13% said under 1K, 20% said 1 to 5K. So, again, some good ranges there. Mm. You know, 1% over that 100K, 1% over 150. Yeah, there's, it's again, pretty balanced, but the, the top three are no, sh- no shares, then 1 to 5K, then under 1K. So, yeah. Mm. Pretty, Correlation there with yeah. um, the high percentage wanting to look at it next yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. Getting absolutely. educated. Uh, how much super do you have? Again, this is all pretty even. Uh, the top five is like, you know, 13%, 11%, 10%, 10%, 9%. So, 20 to 30, 11 to 15. And we'll put in the Facebook group and infographic a couple of pages with all this stuff on there. So, yeah, most people have over 10 grand of super. In fact, most people realistically have over 20 grand of super. Um said not sure. So, that's an action point for a handful of you. Uh, 4.5% over 150K, 6% under 5K. So, again, it's just scattered. All right, here we go. What's your go-to coffee order? Now's a good time. What are we launching in the new year, JP? Well, drum roll. (laughs) We have My Millennial Coffee launching next year, which is super exciting. We just filmed all of the promo. Shout out to Nath and took some photos yesterday. So, um, yeah, really keen. And and Glee Coffee Roasters, our good friends, and Ben and Chris have been on the podcast before. Uh, It's going to be on their store. So, I might even get Juzzy and their team to put it up. And we might even put a link in the show notes of this episode because they're roasting anyway. Um, Ready to roll. So, we can kind of almost do a soft launch order anyway if mm-hmm. you if you're desperate for some coffee it's not going to get there before christmas guys so chill out but Place your orders now pre-order though order in advance yeah pick it up from the factory yeah so <laughs> so yeah what we're doing um it's contract roasted basically with glee coffee i've selected a special bean and it's an omni roast which means you can use it in a filter or in your espresso machine so it will taste yummy nice and then what are the tasting notes can you give us a hint it is do you remember? Uh, milk chocolate and berries. Nice. Ooh, Delicious. Tasty. So, you won't be disappointed. And it's just a way to support the podcast. So, all right. So, you go to coffee order. Number one at 26.9% was a latte. Yes. To you or me, JP? Yeah, John always latte. orders a latte. <laughs> latte gang. Number two at 23.2%. I'm not a coffee drinker. Ooh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's controversial. Yeah. That yeah. shocks my soul. Yeah. Because maybe it costs too much. They're thinking yeah. economically. Mm. Or maybe they just don't like it. Yeah. Number three at 20.9%. A cappuccino. Mm. Nice. Number four at 18.6%. A flat white. And number five. At 9.2%, long black, and number six at 1.3% of filter. So, <laughs> ooh, I've just launched a product to uh, <laughs> 1.3% of you. you. You completed the survey, did you? You were the one. Yeah. This so, is the first time he's looked at yeah, it. Yeah, so when you, um, when you order our coffee beans, I worked out that if you had 14 coffees a week, so if you're a hardcore coffee drinker, it would cost you, if a coffee was $3.80, and you made it like a black coffee, $3.80, it would cost you $53 a week in a shop. But if you built, if you bought our beans and the filter coffee, it would be $14, a saving of $38. That's mm. good. Adds yeah. up. And so, did you do nicer. the sums for the latte drinkers, the no. top percentage of us? No. Oh, okay. Because it, it would still be cheaper. Like it's categorically will be cheaper to make it at home. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it, it wouldn't be hard to work out that. Uh, so, there you go. If you want to save money and drink nice coffee. The problem is on that, yeah. I, I buy Glee coffee beans, make them at, make my first coffee at home using those beans and then I go out to a store because I want it made for me using the Glee coffee beans uh, as well. So, yeah. it makes me buy a second one. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Second one usually better. Totally. Yeah. Um, living arrangements. 
28.7% said they own a property with a mortgage. Uh, 25% said they rent with a spouse or partner. 20% said living at home still. 7.8% rent with friends. 5.3% rent solo, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, only 24 rent vesting. Uh, and only 1.6% own their property outright. Mm. Property ownership in terms of uh, if you do own a property... Uh, 25% said plan to buy first property to live in within 12 months. Uh, 22% said they own a property with a mortgage. Uh, 20% said they're undecided about property ownership at this time to live in or rent. Uh, 12% said no intention of buying within three to five years. 6.5% said plan to buy first investment property and rent vest within 12 months. So if you are in that 6% and you plan to buy an investment property, you've got to do John's online course and we'll get JK to put a link in the show notes. This is crazy. Well, it's not crazy actually because I read it wrong, but what is your total mortgage debt, including home and investment properties? Um, 64% of you said no mortgage debt or no debt at all. And then 16% said 300 to 550, 9.9% said 100 to 300, uh, 46, 4.6% said 500 to 7, 550 to 700, and 3.2% said 700 to 1 mil, and 0.1% of you have over 2 mil. So again, some scattered results there. Now, the average age of the listener. Drum roll. What do you reckon? JP, what do you reckon? Oh, I'm going to say last year it was 27, right? No, it was 28 last year. Oh, was it? I think. I no, forget. 27. It was? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was 27. Yeah. What, so, what do you reckon it is this year? Oh, see, just a cross-section of who I've spoken to throughout the year tells me it's older than that now, but then I think that younger people are getting hold of this earlier. Mm. I'm going to go 27 and a half. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> oh, it's tricky. I'm trying to think of who's more likely to fill out the census data. Mm. And I feel like it might be a younger person. Okay. Mm. So I'm just going to go Damn, for 26. So the average age this year is 28.7. Oh, so yeah. we'll do 29. So everyone's grown up and we've got some yeah. older mm-hmm. people. But that's not to say if you are under 20, we want you to listen and be encouraged. Absolutely. I know there are people Absolutely. in their 60s who listen. We want you to be a listener and be encouraged. I'll just finish with this one. Uh, we need to pay the bills. What's your vibe on ads? Provided you trust us to filter products and services, i.e. keep trash away, uh, 57% said, I don't care, whatever you think, just be gentle and don't freaking spam us. Uh, 21% said, I would be okay with show partners and one minute ad halfway through. Uh, 20% said, I'd be okay with show partners and a shout out at the start for two minutes or so. Uh, 0.4 of you said, no ads at all. I wouldn't care if the show stopped. Um, it's a bit savage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, it's point four of them. You, know, you, you always get everything. Um, what do you want to hear more of? I'm just going to read some investing, tax money between countries, money in relationships, tips for those with no debt except mortgage, single income, family tips, um, good content, buying first home, reliable sources uh, or recommendations for real life people, Um community stories and we've got a heap of um, new stories coming up next year, Mm. Uh, where to put a little bit of surplus cash each month uh, into the mortgage or emergency funds, budgeting, investing, building passive incomes, what do you want to hear less of, property, people who got lucky, yeah, we don't really have many of those, Uh, nil, can't really think of anything, you cover it all well, first home buyers have already done that, lol. Uh, but I know many of your listeners are after that info. Uh, investment property chat, personal stories. See, and this is the challenge we've got. Someone's like, we well, want more community and personal stories. And then the next person's like, well, I want less of that. So, <laughs> can't, so can't win and we won't. Yeah, no complaints here. Love what you do. Tax cars, travel, please. Uh, episodes aimed at apprentices and their money options, bonus points. Love it. Bring back Aaron for a guest episode. <laughs> so, if you uh-huh. haven't we listened. We were going to do that, weren't we? Yeah, but I messaged her, but she's just busy and moved yeah. on. So, Aaron, our friend, <laughs> she was in uh, season one with us. Yep. 
Um, no, I'm not reading that. Informal chats about money, informative and fun. No suggestions. I mean, keep it up. There's another one. Love the show and all the learning that comes along with it. Thank you. Money block and goal settings. Need better structure in episodes and maybe some more fun thrown in. Um, more day-to-day budgeting and organization tips that help you save money. Women who choose not to have children. Well, I can um, certainly track down a few of those. Real life scenarios with people in Sydney, buy, rent, invest and in an expensive city. So yeah, we've, we've got a truckload. You're, you're doing great. None. Uh, more on career change and financial journeys. Maybe some real life examples of everyday people. More female guests, which is weird. Someone said more female guests. Most of our guests are female mm. when you look at it. Yeah. Probably pretty balanced. Oh, really? Mm. I, I think, I, I feel as though this year's been more female than male. Yeah, But definitely. previous year, probably the other way around. Depends on when you listen, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, some other stuff here. What's the uh, dumbest thing you've done with money? Bought a pair of $200 heels that I never wore. <laughs> Having credit card debt. Left in the US before moving here. Uh, paying from abroad is nearly impossible or expensive with fees. Start a five-year uni degree. Now in my fourth year and realizing that a three-year degree would have paid better. Uh, got a bloody credit card. Spend too much. Yeah, there's heaps of stuff. So we, we did get heaps of feedback and we, we do try and take that on board. But on balance this year, the census, there was actually nothing too crazy and critical. You know, one person said they want to hear less of me. Um, That's hard. A couple of years ago. <laughs> Tough crowd. Get over the mic. All right, get out, Glenn. <laughs> so there you have it. Now let's look at some of the things in the Facebook group. So Jess or Jess, do you want to maybe read a, a name and some of the things? We asked in the Facebook group, what are some highlights for this year? JP, hit us with your gold. Let's do it. Okay, well, the first comment that stands out to me is – one that Jessica Black wrote, and she says, win of the year is having survived this absolute dumpster fire that was 2020. So I think we can all agree with that. <laughs> Lachlan Ford Browning says he's totally debt-free. He's buying his first home. The settlement is on the 18th of Jan. You. Ow. Rough. Congrats, Lachlan. Um, Trent Smith said, I was able to work on the COVID response and treat the year as a year to make a difference. I paid 25K off my car, invested 30K and built an emergency fund of up to three months of expenses. 2021 is hopefully an investment property, but more importantly, meet the one. So there's some love goals in there as well. The one. Yeah. (laughs) Targeted. Yeah. And then Jenny Bowditch said, win for 2020, building and moving into our first home. So a lot of exciting things here. Awesome. Mm. Do you have any over there? Yeah, I got a couple of uh, first babies, which is pretty cool. So, Jono Forstini and his wife, they had a cute little squidgy baby girl. I think they call her Cecilia. Oh, It might not be in your printout. It may not be here, but she's beautiful. And uh, Alice Jo had her first baby as well, went back to work on flexible hours. So, congrats. A few people bought their first houses as well, which is very cool. And um, a few people here also got new jobs. Um, Wahib lost his job, unfortunately, but then got a new one not long after that. And he's appreciating the things he has in life rather than just running after the next goal. So good. Which is cool. That's a really cool perspective to have. I love uh, it. Yeah. I love it. Krisha got a new job, bought a new house, and she started saving for a baby as well. So good. Lots of good things. Big goals. Mm. John? All right. Maz Capillera. Capillary? Uh, wins, understanding my money better to any extra, the mortgage, plans, start share investing outside of super. Uh, Nicola Smart wins, bought a car in all cash and built up my emergency fund to three Woo! months. Well oh, wow. done. Plans, save another 10K for house deposit and build emergency fund to six months and fit in a holiday. Shout out to Bradley Aitken. Thanks for introducing me to MMM and Woo. stop accidentally buying model cars. Big thanks to the community, Glenn and John, the team, listening to the podcast and having Facebook has been one of the positives of 2020. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mm, Awesome. One more. Uh, (laughs) Dean Montiero wins. Close my international student debt worth 90 jiggers. Wow. 
sweet baby Nine Moses. years Big earlier, months. thereby letting my parents off uh, from house off the hook as leveraged by the bank, had international holiday with the love of my life and got back before COVID struck. Well done. Mm. Started investing my money in shares and saving for a dream investment uh, to become a permanent resident of Australia. You, you. So good. Awesome, Dean. Uh, I've got some random ones here. Uh, excuse me if I don't pronounce your name correct. I believe it might be Quinn Ha. Wins, worked in COVID hotline, personally fulfilling. Uh, she bought a car outright, congratulations. Uh, reached her 2020 investment goals, started going to the gym four to five times a week, strengthened uh, my personal relationships, rediscovered the art of hobbies and appreciating rest, ate some real good food, uh, plans, uh, read more, invest more in shares, discover more hikes and lookouts, support more sustainable practices and give more. And she has a question here. If you got, if you could create a random podcast, what would it be on? Well, I did one. I did tie kickers <laughs> with my friends. <laughs> my millennial relationship, guys. Not doing that one. Do you have? What would you guys do a random podcast on? I don't know. Now I feel put on the spot. You are. I reckon I'd make one about music. Yeah. Yeah. Connor McCarthy wins. Co-founded a company at 21 and made more progress on my skills than ever before. Well done. Planned. Um, planning to expand the company throughout the country. Awesome. And he wants to shout out Joe McKay for being his MMM buddy. Um, and he had a question. How do you go about delegating tasks efficiently? Jess should answer this one. Yeah. <laughs> How to delegate tasks efficiently. You got to look at the things that need to be done immediately, the things that are more long-term, see if you can delegate to anyone, see if you can get some help from anyone in your team or your family, friends, know what you're good at, know what you suck at, and mm. then shoot from there. Yeah, mm. love it. Good. Georgia Lehman, plans, set our financial goals for two to five years, pay off loans, save for a house. Awesome. Emma Bates said win, found the Glenn James spending plan and My Millennial Money as a result. Uh, paid off and closed all buy now, pay later services. Well done. That's, That's amazing. Refinanced my only other consumer debt to a lower interest rate and expect to have it closed uh, two to three years early. See, that there is the testimony, the power of having a goal, being dialed in with your money, being intentional and pissing off that debt early. Mm. Like it's just amazing. Well done. Uh, she's already saved a three-month emergency fund. Um which I'd probably say drop that back to two grand and just pump that debt. Uh, but you do you, Emma. You're killing it. Don't let me tell you what to do. Uh, started growing a house deposit. Again, I'm probably <laughs> – here I am giving fun tips, but I'm probably not worried about <laughs> the emergency fund being fully funded and the house deposit. I would be on a debt rampage. Um, and she sorted out her cash flow in general and now adds extra to invest investment portfolio. So, Emma, you got a lot going on. <laughs> Busy yeah. life. But I think you should just freaking punch that debt. Yeah, have, it, have it done within a year. But mm. again, I can't – honestly, like you, if it's working for you and you're killing it, I'm just a dickhead with a microphone. You do you, Emma, and we thank you so much for, <laughs> for being part of the podcast. Now – in the short time we've got left, and don't worry, JK, I have, I am tracking the time. How's <laughs> um, it feel having the clock. two admins right in in front of you, marketing and yeah. logistics and such? Yeah. Bang, bang, Rolling. some pressure I on. I feel. Well, they they need to leave by one fifteen, and it's seven past one. So, so another shout out. Uh, someone sent in the Instagram message. Ben from Maury. Uh, he said he listens to Maury. I think he's new to the show. Uh, and he wanted to say a shout out. So, hey Ben, hey Ben, so, hey ben. Benny, how you doing? Thanks for listening in, Maury. All right, before we go any further, we might take a quick break. I'll have a drink of water, and we'll have a listen to today's life Sherpa lesson. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. It's time. 
It's time to get down and dirty with the OG of financial advice in Australia. The vivacious, ever variable, never volatile, Don Vito of Life Sherpa, Vince Scully. It's here to soothe your financial aches and pains. What do you got for us today, Vince? 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 G'day, Vince. What have you got for us today? Well, g'day, Glenn. Uh, today, for this special birthday edition of the Life Sherpa Lesson, it's my birthday, by the way. Um, oh, happy birthday. Is uh, it's your birthday, December? 18th. Oh, wow. So, I never had a birthday party as a kid. Now we'll wait to Christmas. It was always combined with Christmas. Um, so, Lydia, Lydia says, is it too short of a time frame to invest for only five years with the hopes of buying property after? Or is it better keeping in a savings account until I want to buy. Could end up being three years, could end up being 10. It's a pretty common dilemma, Lydia. You know, one of the biggest things we think about in terms of investing is time horizon. And generally when it comes to investing, whether that's shares or property, is long is good, longer is better. But when it comes to how long is too short, uh, that's where things get interesting. And a lot of this comes down to how flexible that time frame is. So the reason why we don't want to invest in shares or real estate if we're saving for a short period is that there's a reasonable probability that the day you want to take the money out, the market might tank and you have less certainty of... It could uh, cost you money. It could end up costing you money. Yeah, so whenever you're saving, there's three things you can vary. There's how much money you put in, there's how long you've got and what rate of return you can get for. And rate of return is a trade-off between um, risk and reward. And risk is broadly around uncertainty. So you can't predict on any particular day what its value is going to be. So if your deadline is hard and fast, then uh, and it's a short one, like three to five years, then cash is probably your only real option. If you've got a bit of flexibility around that time, or a very long time horizon, you can afford to take some risk. So in your case, if you're saying, I want to buy, that my goal is to buy a property, which means I need to save X dollars. If you're not prepared to take some risk to get a higher return, you have to set more money aside or take longer. And by taking longer, property might grow faster than your savings. So your trade-off is, if I'm going to get a higher return because I don't want to put more money aside, then I need to have flexibility in my time frame. So if you get to five years in the market tanks, are you happy to wait another year or two to achieve your goal? If the answer to that question is yes, then investing is an appropriate thing to consider. If the answer is no, I want to do this on June the 23rd, 2025, then cash is your answer. Is it fair to say... In these type of situations, you know, if you don't know, the answer's probably no. So, if I don't know the money's going to be invested for six years, probably keep it on the sidelines. Or do we dig down the rabbit hole and say, I can save five grand a year for the next three years. I've got 10,000 in savings now. Do we throw the 10,000 in the market? and then just save cash for the next three years and kind of make our own balanced portfolio and hedge it that way. Yeah, I mean, I think if you don't know, so if you haven't got an identified withdrawal date, then investing is probably an appropriate thing to consider. So I would look at it the other way around. Right. So rather than saying, if I don't know, um, I should err in the side of caution. I say, unless I do have a plan to withdraw on a specific date, then I would look at investing. Now, they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, that's right. But, but that's the conservative side of me coming out. <laughs> but the problem with uncertainty is that being uncertain for six months very quickly becomes being uncertain for three to five years and you've lost out on, on the opportunity. But the, it's different comments if Lydia's, you know, 21 or 30. Yes. Because if we're 30, we're generally more settled in the ebb and flow of our yep. life. And at 30, you're more likely than not to be buying in three years than 10 years. If I'm 21 and my income's growing rapidly, um, getting into that discipline of investing stops your lifestyle inflation running away with your income. 
and you've got time. But it comes back to, do I have a definitive date I want to achieve this goal? Mm. If I have a definitive date and it's less than 10 years away or less than seven years away, I really shouldn't be investing. If I don't have a definitive date right now, if I'm looking at this pool of money, it's surplus to my requirements today and I don't have a definitive date when I want to take it out or even a very you know, reasonably well-defined plan, even if you don't have a specific date, then I would err on the side of giving up a little bit of flexibility for long-term growth. I think as well, Vince, I'm just thinking, It for me, it it's going to be a, a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Number one, do we need to work on the goal side of our life? So, what are we actually doing? Absolutely. Um, so, and a lot of the time, if we get some solid goals, they can help us with the framework. But- if you're like me and- Nobody's like you. Glenn. No one is like me. Thank the <laughs> Thank Lord. <good. laughs> it may be, and this is crazy, I need to invest this money and commit it to work because if I don't, I'll spend the bastard. Yeah. And But that's that balance of you've yeah. got to play to your personality. You've got to- So, a lot of moving parts. And that's why there's absolutely no silver bullet. And the problem with two-edged swords is they generally cut deeper on the way down than on the way up. (laughs) You like (laughs) that? Yes, it's about goals. It's really hard to maintain consistent investing without a goal. Mm. There's got to be some emotional resonance Mm. of why I'm deferring the satisfaction of spending this money till a future date. Yes. Or can you... Yeah, I think it'll be five years and go back to that. I'll just invest for the next three years and then I'll... Uh, yeah. So, you don't want to overcook it. No, you don't and overthink this. I, I get in my head too much. And what's the, what does they say about... You know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. But I think you need to start down the journey. And mm. if, if what you're trying to do is accumulate a pot of money to achieve whatever goal it is, yeah, unless you're prepared to trade off more cash today you have to go looking for growth. Well, there you go. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Glenn. Okay, we're back. So, a couple of housekeeping things. Number one, if you do reach out to get introduced to a mortgage broker or a financial advisor or a clarity call with John, go to sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. But... Just on the financial advisor thing, like it's actually impossible to expect free financial advice over the phone on a 15-minute phone call. The 15-minute free call isn't for that advisor to solve all your problems. It's literally just to introduce themselves, get a bit of a sense of what you're after, and they can point you in the right direction. So, there was there was sometimes we get the odd thing where it's like, oh, I thought I'd get free advice. No, we don't work for free. We don't expect anyone else to work for free and we don't expect you to ever work for free. So, that's just a bit of a Papa Glenn stepping in and, you know, putting his foot down and saying, (laughs) we value advice. We value people's time. So, absolutely, they will chat with you. That's not a problem at all, but we can't expect, and it's against the law for them just to give advice over the phone. Mm. So, I just wanted to say that as well. Um. In terms of, I've just got a message here. I wrote this out just so I can say it clear. Sun Super uh, continuing next year, but I want to thank Sun Super for being our show partner over the last year. Uh, while they've decided not to continue as a show partner next year, uh, there's definitely no hard feelings. They've wished me, the show, and all of you the very best for a great 2020, uh, just as I've wished them that as well. So thank you to Sun Super for all your support so far. It's really great to have such a quality brand step up mm. and um, and put their name Absolutely. next to ours. So, amazing. Yeah. So, basically, next year, again, we will have ads. We will have show partners and all that stuff. But I just want to say from – if you hear an ad or a brand on the podcast, like it has been vetted. Like we're not part of this network that just allows any trash to come on. Will I use every product myself? Probably not because it's impossible, but 
will we have products that I think are okay and good and I don't use? Yeah, sure. Like, I just want to set that tone that if I look at something and I don't think it's a good fit, it will not, I, I don't want their money. I turn away more money than uh, I accept, to be honest, like to be brutally honest. Someone emailed me the other day and said, oh, can we come on the podcast and talk about this topic? And I said, oh, are you from XYZ? And, and she's like, oh, yeah. I said, oh, not in a million years because I've spent a lot of time trashing your brand. Like, so it's- <laughs> it's <laughs> not, not the right fit. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's actually not really, it's more important that there's alignment. Yeah. So will there be other super sponsors? Probably. Will there be other like banks and stuff like that? Probably. So yeah, just yeah, letting you know that's that's, that's what's good. happening. And we will have more products that we can uh, add value to you. So JP, do you want to tell us about all the hard work that you've just done uh, yes. with the My Money Journals? Oh, what are they called? My, My Money Journals. My Money Journals. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Yeah, so we have just launched the My Money Journal. It's a 148-page journal with a hardcover. It's really been custom designed and, you know, all of the content that's been put together has really been put together with all of our community in mind. And really, it's a tool for you to use. And I think it's, um, it is a coincidence that, we're, that it's, you know, launched at the start of a new year. But um, if you're looking to you know, get your money sorted out or get some clarity in your financial goals, then really it's quite a um, cheap way to get that clarity. Um, so, you can get your journal from our website. We yeah, look forward to hearing what you guys think about it. Thank you for everyone that has purchased so far and um, have received their journals. If you've got yours, take a photo of it, tag us on Insta, hashtag my money journal and make sure you at tag at my millennial money as well. Yeah, it's really good. And and this is the whole thing, like John does the clarity calls. Uh, so, you know, you can pay a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars. I think it's 330 now. We should increase that and I take a cut. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't take a cut. Lynn's just making a deal, yes. guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deal live. It's that thing. It's like, so a lot of people have paid $330, talk with John and just got their ideas out of their mind. Mm. And it's... So many people have got so much value by doing a clarity call. This is another way to kind of just get out of your mind. And mm. the journal will have questions that prompt you yeah. to really um, filter out and, you know, yeah. funnel your goals. And this paper. could be that prior step to getting Absolutely. advice. If yeah. you are one of the people that maybe are not sure yet about investing in your financial life and, and getting advice. Mm. Then this and, is a first step. For and you. I mean, I gave one this morning to a young lady who just completed year 12. Because I'm like, she's like, oh, I want to get my money in order. I'm like, well, your money's so much tied to your goals and your dreams. So, why don't mm -hmm. you do this journal? So Yeah, I just think it's great to write things down mm -hmm. regardless of what you're thinking and uh, what part of the day it is and how you're feeling. It's just you, you got to write stuff down. Mm. Because I've got a bad memory anyway. Yeah. So, thank you so much. You can get that for, um, I think it's under 50 bucks. 49.95. With, a, yeah, with oh. a bit of postage and there'll be a link in the show notes as well. Uh, you won't get any this year uh, if you're hearing this now. They'll be sent um, second week of January. Uh, so, there you have it. Now, JK, mm. what do we got in the new year? Uh, we're kind of making a few little adjustments following some of the feedback we've received. Mm -hmm. But the new year, we're going to have um, a lot of community questions coming to the forefront. So the show is going to be changing format a little bit, not heaps, but we kind of already cover some of what we'll be doing in the new year with uh, My Millennial Answers, similar kind of vibe. Um, we get a lot of questions sent into the community through Instagram, Facebook group, website, and yeah, they're great questions and a lot of people would be asking the same questions. So in the new year, we're kind of focusing on the things that we hear from you guys mm. and the questions you have around investing and property buying and um, how to manage your money and best ways to do this, best ways to do that. So the show's going to be targeted specifically at those questions, which is really cool. So good. Because we have a huge list of questions, mm. great questions. And 
Um, some of those things get covered in main episodes and some of them don't. So it's cool to address them directly in the new year. So it's going to be really exciting to have all the community questions pour in and you guys, you know, speaking to them directly. And yeah, I think we can all be learning from each other's questions. It's going yeah, to be great. so our first official episode is on the 12th of January. Tuesday the 12th. And that will be an episode. We're going to do one about kind of framing up your year. Mm. Uh, we're going to get in Rowan Dredge yeah. um, because he's really good with that type of stuff. Mm. And then the following Tuesday, we'll go to that th- like questions. Yeah, a new kind of format. Yeah. So, and yeah, then, first episode for the year is just getting us all in the right headspace to set our goals, yep. start actioning things, yep. get things rolling. And we'll sprinkle some bonus stuff over the break. Oh, yeah. We've got some great guests coming in too. Yeah. You've got a, a couple of cool people in the podcasting world and – um, mm. different areas of interest and education. So, yeah, yeah we've got we've got an influencer, Nathan, yes. local to here, Ooh. coming on, talking about what it's like being an influencer on Instagram. He's got 800,000 followers. It's pretty hectic. Nice. He's got a lot of friends. Yeah, we've got episodes around cybersecurity, which will be cool. Yes. Uh, you've got some cool guests like Paula Pant. Yes. Coming on, Robert Frank yeah. from the States. Yeah, Cornell. He's the... Uh, economics professor from Cornell. Wow. And he writes for the New York Times. He's a big deal. He's got some- Ivy League school. Got some knowledge. Yeah. He's going to drop some knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So, New Year's looking fresh. Yeah. So, the Tuesday episodes, they're going to be sprinkled with different questions and a bit more engaging in Mm. terms of- we should be able to serve a lot more people with those episodes because Absolutely. there might be four questions an episode. Mm-hmm. And then the Thursday one will be long form interviews and topical stuff. So, again, we, we'll try anything twice. Uh, and if it doesn't work, I'm sure you'll tell us. And we're always listening to. And I know TV. one thing we won't do, and that is. Super September. Yeah. <laughs> so I had no this one idea. Wanted it. Why? Well, we just. It was a flop. Yeah, we just—it just wasn't. I, I saw the, about the listeners during yeah. September went down because every episode was around Super. <laughs> so I'm like, it. all right, well, we might do Super September, but we won't do consecutive <laughs> episodes about Super. Um, That's all right. So you've got to try stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm reshooting the Glenn James spending plan with some new modules next yeah, year. Yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, I'll try and finish my book. Uh, I'll try and shoot probably mid-year. I was going to do it earlier in the year, but it's just going to be a big job to do the Glenn James financial plan, which mm. will be like an online course of 16 modules. Yeah, And that will cover big. everything. Super exciting. Uh, but we, we've tested all the gears to record it. I've, I bought that freaking $800 pulpit lectern thing <laughs> after I got RSI after the first night of school and couldn't work for a week. Uh, so, we're, we're all good to go. Um, and yeah, if you haven't already, jump on and subscribe to My Millennial Health and jump in the Facebook group if you're not there, but lots going on. It's exciting, isn't it? All right. I think we're done. Yep. Bit on. John, thank you for the year. It's good. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. You're going away next year. 2021. Yes, I am. You should sign your podcast contract before you go away. (laughs) I should. In case I don't return. (laughs) Okay, get back and you don't have a job anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now I'm looking forward to getting on the streets over in WA. Yeah, so John's going to Perth for the first three months of next year or something. Mm. So we might try and do an informal M3 Perth catch up. Yeah. Just have some drinks or whatever with the some West listeners Australia over there. Looking crew. forward to some live events next year. Mm. Mm. Totally. Mm. Thank you, Jess. You've been amazing this year. Oh. We, we can't do it without Thanks you. Thanks for having Jess. me. Thank you, JP. JP. Thanks for coming on board. No worries. Thanks for getting redundant and letting us scoop you up. <laughs> yeah. My <And> pleasure. Love <laughs> you. Nathan, thanks for the year, mate. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. What a star. Nate, woo. And again, thank you so much to Asha, to Vince Scully. There might have been a live show for lessening this episode. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll do more with Vince next year. Um, he's a lot of fun and we get him in for the hard stuff. And thank you so much for lending your ears to us. I do not take it for granted at all. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas and goodbye. Bye. 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 We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. 
This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 